Get ready for the Magic Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in. It is another edition of the Magic Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down District 4 activities week in, week out in the great state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are joined, as always, by Scott Burton, who uh, reminds us all it's okay to breathe. What's going on, Scott? Well, I think uh, I, I'm staring at my my light, and it just got really bright, and so I have to wear shades. Go ahead and <laughs> insert the joke, future bright, got it all. So, um, yeah, we do have to breathe. We just finished state football, and it's time for the holidays. Let's just do something short and sweet recap a few things and let's get out of here and uh, get ready to you know lay on the couch for about three days yeah very unusual thanksgiving came very early this year i feel like and so uh state football runs right up into thanksgiving week so yes a little shorter show than usual i think the last time you wore your sunglasses on the podcast scott was when you were your moniker was mr misunderstood and you were (laughs) you were channeling your inner eric church that's right i was headed off to an eric church concert so it's been a bit you know so uh i figured you know just for a minute just for the intro i'll take them off because i can't really see what's in front of me (laughs) right that could be age i don't know yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, you're looking great. Uh, and especially for our listeners <laughs> that are tuned in listening <laughs> audio only. Oh, gosh, that's the way to go with us. Just, just listen. You don't want to see this circus. That's right. Well, uh, of course, you can listen to this prep cast uh, on IdahoSports.com. Across the top of the homepage, there's a little tab that says prep casts. From there, there's a drop down menu. It's got all of our prep casts, which you should all definitely check out. But for Magic Valley specific fans, you click on the Magic Valley PrepCast, the players right there, and it has all the episodes we've ever recorded on there. And then mm-hmm. uh, also you can download this podcast on Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, you name it, we've got it. Uh, and then also, of course, we give you video coverage every week as well on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel and Facebook page. We are going to play a specific video clip in today's show, so I would definitely recommend the video version, but uh, we're both experienced seasoned broadcasters as well, Scott, so we can give the audio play-by-play on the clip also for our listeners. Yes, we can. Um, Yeah, we need to do more of this. I mean, we have the capability of of showing clips, and so you know, we talk to coaches all the time, and and I guess we don't mention it enough. But uh, if you got something to show, a great place, anything, hey, send it to us. And uh, we'd love to get that out there. We're always on the hunt for great stories and great content. Um, you can send that to Brandon at IdahoSports.com because we're, we're only two guys, right? There's inevitably going to be things that fall through the cracks mm-hmm. um, statewide and in the Magic Valley. And of course, we want to shine that spotlight on as many athletes, young men and women as we possibly can. So yeah, send them in Brandon at idahosports.com. Well, I talked about, we're both seasoned broadcasters, Scott, you were on the more recent uh, calls. I, I did color for a championship game Thursday. You did play by play for two championship games on Saturday, none of which involved the magic Valley. So all of the magic Valley activities were all wrapped up by uh friday evening essentially so by the time you went over on saturday all the magic valley teams were done and dusted scott uh district four teams go zero and three and it's easy to dwell on oh yeah you didn't win the championship but 
I look at it in another way, and and I saw this firsthand with the Camas County fans that we'll talk about here in a second. Um, appreciate the journey. Wow, we made it all the way to the final weekend of the season. What an mm-hmm. accomplishment. Yeah, you know what? And you look at these three games, the the Camas game, the Oakley game, the Declo game, and unfortunately, you know, it didn't work out for those three teams. But there was a little storyline to each one of these. And if I were one of these Magic Valley teams, it was stacked against you, you know? Um, I mean, let's start with Camus. You know, they they got handled 68 to nothing by Kendrick, who can beat um, probably, you know, I think, I think they can beat the New York Jets. I'm not sure. But Kendrick is one of those teams that is, wow. You know, they've got a quarterback that in Ty Kep that can play it. I think any level. I mean, they just won their third consecutive 1AD2 championship, and they're going to move up a level to 1AD1, and I'm not even sure that's going to make a difference because they beat the two teams that were in the uh, D1 championship in Butte County and Oakley. They beat them this year. So uh, that team right there, they were poised to do very, very well, and Camus has got nothing to hang their heads about. I mean, just the buzz that generated around their town, the community, they got behind them. They knew it was a David versus Goliath matchup, and it was. You know, that's just how good Kendrick is. But, you know, Camus, hey, good for you. It was a year of the musher. Yeah, it, uh, we monikered the year of the musher two years ago, Scott, yeah. and it's been the, yeah. it's going to turn into the decade of the mushers, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, because I didn't realize when we said that two years ago how much that was going to stick. And uh, it, it has. And, and, well, when you're doing well like they are, it's going to stick. So congratulations uh, to them. Yeah, I got to see Mike McCann, the athletic director from Camas County, uh, at the championship game last Thursday. Of course, he's been a guest on on this prep cast all the way back in season one. Uh, it's always good to catch up with him. Uh, it was the final game for Rusty Kramer as Camas County head football coach after eight seasons. Um, I I liked his style. He was uh, he was in in blue jeans and a t shirt, going for ultimate comfort there in the Kibbe Dome uh, for that championship affair. I liked it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, we talked a little bit about this too, is getting up to that Kibbe Dome and calling all those games. It was so nice just to be able to see the yard markers, uh, to have a, a controlled environment where papers aren't blowing off of your table and you're trying to tape everything down, including yourself. And you could actually relax and, and call a game. And I tell you what, you know, the idahosports.com way that we do championship games, nobody beats it. I mean, We've got it all lined out and I know it's audio, but I I can't tell you how many people have reached out and just commented on all of the audio broadcasts that we did because they were so much better than everybody else. And the way that we handled it, sideline reporters, you know, statistician right there in front of us, you know, the research that we did and plus just the ability to call, to call a good game. Uh, Just, I just thankful that, people noticed and they reached out to all of us and commented on all the games. Yes. Yes. Uh, Uh, Great job job. by everybody. You know, I was only on for one game, so I can't take too much credit, but um, the entire team at IdahoSports.com that was part of these uh, championship broadcasts all did a phenomenal job. Uh, As for that Camas County game, Scott, this is a game I saw with my own eyes. You know, I talked to Kendrick before the game and they said their number one goal was to make Troy Smith run between the defensive ends. They said if Troy Smith gets to the outside, it's going to be a long night for us. First play from scrimmage for Camas County, 
Troy, Troy Smith gets to the edge, picks up about 10 yards. Kendrick said, we're done with that. And then they really did bottle him up the rest of the night. Tyson Tupper ended up being the leading rusher. He had uh, around 95 yards. Um, and for Camas County, I thought they played well. And again, with Kendrick, you know, you can be a great team. And Camas County was a great team. But Kendrick is an historically great team. And they make everybody look bad. You know, because people ask me, oh, boy, I guess Camas County really wasn't that good. No, they were. Kendrick mm-hmm. is just that much better. Yeah, and, and that's all it is. And I think anybody that has followed football, they understand that. I mean, this is a, a juggernaut that is unlike anything I've ever seen before. You know, and, and when you got, like, players that we've mentioned, Ty Kep, you know, I mean, he went 15-19 and 19 for over 400 yards in that game um, and four touchdowns while also rushing for, you know, a pair of touchdowns as well. And, you know, Nathan Twight, he 112 yards receiving, a couple of touchdowns. You know, Hunter Taylor, 70 yards in a score, but returned a punt for 67 yards in a score. Sawyer Hewitt, 71 yards in a score, five passes and a touchdown. I mean, they've got weapons across the board, you know, and so when you play a team like Kendrick, it's not like you're focusing in on one guy. You're focusing in on multiple guys, and they are all really, really, really good. (laughs) Yes, and this was a big senior class for Camas County. They do return two of three starters on both the offensive and defensive lines, and that's as good a foundation as any uh, to get it started for next year. But I say let's let's do it in hoops too, right? Camas County and Kendrick are both going to have really good basketball teams, and the Mushers have have played in the state championship game pretty recently in in basketball. So I say let's let's get that rematch on the, on the hardwood. Oh, absolutely. And it's going to be the same dudes, obviously. Right. So they've, they've created themselves a nice little uh, rivalry, if you will, just because of their prowess in each of their, you know, sports and, and the one AD two ranks, but uh, yeah, why not? Definitely. All right. So that was Thursday night in Moscow, Friday night, doubleheader inside Holt arena. The first game up was the one AD one championship Oakley against Butte County. And Oakley was trying to accomplish something that frankly just doesn't happen often and that is four consecutive state championships it's really hard to pull off as we saw you know oakley gave it their best shot but they ultimately fall 58 to 44 uh kyler robinson oakley's quarterback wasn't at a hundred percent and yet he still threw for five touchdowns and you know 300 some yards um they just had a couple of costly turnovers i think and and really couldn't stop that butte county offense yeah, you just can't make mistakes against a, a team like Butte County. I mean, this is a team that um, they, once Dylan Waymeyer went down, this team was kind of on a mission. And and you talk about motivation. You talk about, you, you know, the and I said this right at the beginning, all three of these games had something stacked against these Magic Valley teams. Oakley was running into an emotional buzzsaw in Butte County. Um, with all of the attention that uh, Dylan Waymeyer has has been getting, his recovery, my goodness, you play with that kind of emotion in your back pocket, you, you're going to be in trouble. And Oakley knew it, and they put up a, a great, great fight, and you know nothing to be ashamed of for Oakley. They had an incredible season, but it's just it was Butte County. Yeah, and of course, Dylan Waymeyer, uh, we have a great article about his recovery and and what happened when he medically collapsed on the sideline at a game earlier this year. You can go check it out on the homepage at idahosports.com. Really good piece of uh, writing there from Jason Chatra. And 
it was up in the air. Was Dylan Waymeyer going to be able to come to the game in person? Was he going to have to tune in like so many others on IdahoSports.com? Well, he was able to make it. He was he was in a wheelchair on the sideline for the entire contest. Scott uh, Paul Kingsbury, our sideline reporter, did an interview with Dylan, and I think uh, one of his parents. Um, which no other broadcast had, obviously. And then when it was time for Butte County to receive their trophy, pretty cool moment. Uh, Dylan Waymeyer, you know, we we all thought, okay, he's going to roll out the wheelchair out to the field to accept the the trophy with his teammates. He got up and walked out there and yeah. joined his teammates, and that was not a dry eye in the house when that happened. Oh, no, and there's a good clip that we've got on our social medias uh, with that as well. Um, I mean, we were right there for that whole thing and boy, what a, just, it's just emotional, you know, and, and of course we've been following this right from the start since it happened, uh, pushing the GoFundMe page and, and telling his story. And then just to see that culminate in a championship for Butte County, um, man, it, it was, it was pretty emotional. Yep. Uh, and so for Oakley, a, gr- a great season. I mean, two losses all year to the 1A D2 champions from Kendrick and, yeah. and here in the 1A D1 uh, championship game. And so really no shame there outside of that, Scott. And um, no. so uh, it's been a great run for Oakley. And I want to kind of properly recognize what Oakley's been able to accomplish over the past three years. We actually got an email from from some former players from Oakley that said they'd love to come on and talk about you know right. what makes this program so great. So we're kind of working on that behind the scenes, Scott, but that'll be a fun episode. Yep. Hopefully we can put together. So yep. um, let's let's move to the 2A championship was right after that. The, the, the scoreboard operator at Holt Arena didn't have to change anything. It was still Hornets versus Pirates. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, instead of Oakley and Butte County, though, it was Declo and Westside. And we talked about coming in, you know, Declo did beat Westside in Dayton in the regular season, 27, 26 in that crazy game where Westside got uh, an inadvertent fifth down to try and score. And we both kind of talked about, Ooh, you know, Westside's going to be motivated and yeah. to put that loss behind them. And they, they certainly did uh, winning 41 to 13 over Declo in the championship. Yeah. And, and again, there's motivation. You have these magic Valley teams going again, uh, going into these games, against these teams that have that little thing in their pocket for motivation. We just got done talking about Butte County's motivation with Dylan Waymire. Now it's going to be Westside because they dropped one on their home field in a place that they never lose to Declo. And don't think that that didn't motivate them because it most certainly did. And the fifth down thing, yeah, of course, we covered that, showed it. Um, but uh, certainly Westside had – some motivation and plus that's a really good team because i mean that's their fourth title in five years and this is a a very battle-tested experienced program that knows how to win those big games and you know when they had declo committing five turnovers and if you're declo you can't afford to do that but Westside had had something to say about hey we're still the best 2a team in the state over the past five years and they showed us why Yep. So uh, congratulations to Westside. Four titles in five years, like you said, is is pretty remarkable stuff. Um, Declo did score on a 24-yard touchdown pass from Will Gerard to Gavin Rasmussen and then a, a two-yard touchdown run by Gerard as well. And Declo goes 11-1. and one. Their only loss came at the very end. And so what an incredible yeah. year it was for Coach Josh Stewart and the Hornets 
also. Absolutely. And that's, that's the other part too, is you're an undefeated team coming in with that target on your back against a team that you beat by one point. I mean, it, it was all just lined up there. And, uh, but Hey, you know, again, nothing for Declo to hang their hat about either. Cause they were, they were really, really good this year. Yep, for sure. All right, Scott, that puts a wrap on football season and girls yeah. basketball has already gotten off and running. We have girls basketball previews for every conference in the state of Idaho. Scott, right smack dab on the homepage at idahosports.com. Just kind of quickly, your preseason favorites in uh, every league, if you will, Great Basin Conference, Twin Falls uh, in the 3A SCIC Kimberly was picked as the preseason favorite there to a Canyon conference, only two schools Declo kind of picked as the favorite in there. One, a D one, that big, huge, gigantic snake river conference. Um, a lot of teams singled out Murtaugh, but Oakley actually got the preseason nod. And then at the one, a D two level, Scott, the sawtooth conference, Dietrich, the preseason favorite, there now those were just the the teams that were picked to win there's going to be a lot of other good teams emerging like jerome and minico and wendell i think is going to be pretty good this year uh mm -hmm. at the 1a level you're looking at carries always tough raff river is the defending state champions richfield's going to be good and then there's gooding a team that didn't lose any seniors from a year ago scott and so with all that experience coming back, a lot of people think Gooding is ready to take that next step. And they took a big step forward in a recent non-conference victory over Weezer. Yeah. I mean, these are the games here that Gooding played that really can jumpstart you in the right direction. Because, I mean, this was a, a Weezer team that isn't too bad, you know, and they had a nine, Weezer had a nine point lead on Gooding in the fourth quarter and the gals from Gooding didn't quit. They just kept battling, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And they got themselves to a point in the final seconds to where if they could just get a couple things to go their way, they were going to have a shot. And I'll be danged if they didn't do it. And they pulled off the win in a kind of shocking, amazing you know, fashion. And uh, it's such a huge win for that Gooding program. Yeah, Scott. So we've got the clip of this exciting finish here between – uh wow. Weezer and and Gooding we're going to pick it up where it is 47 to 46 Weezer is leading by a point now on the previous possession Gooding was down by 3 mm -hmm. um Dominique Celaya hits a jumper in the lane to bring uh the Senators to within one and then they've got to amplify the defense here Scott so this is where right. we pick it up well yeah and just before you get to that after that shot um, there, there's a couple of things here and we, we, we wondered if these new rules would come into effect. Right. And if you're not familiar with the new rules in basketball, there's a shot clock, um, that you varsity teams can elect to play with. Most everybody is because that's, what's going to happen at state. And then the five fouls per quarter and every team foul Reese, there's no more one and one ever. So it's like, Start of the game, as soon as you hit that fifth foul in that first quarter, you're shooting two. Start of the second quarter, all fouls go to zero. And when you hit five, it's two shots. So anyway, that played a little role down the stretch here on how Gooding won. And we were wondering if this would ever make an appearance, and it did. So right after uh, Dominique hit the shot, they had to foul to stop the clock. Well, in the quarter, that was only their fourth foul. So that gave 
Weezer the ball out of bounds underneath their own basket. You know, and prior to that, Gooding plays a lot of zone defense. And so they're down by nine in that fourth quarter, right? Well, having the shot clock allowed Gooding to stay in that zone and knowing that they were going to have to take a shot, Weezer was, and that changed the way that they did it because last year they would have had to jump into man-to-man, start committing fouls. So we did see these new rules in this particular game start to rear its head. So as we pick up the clip, uh, Dominique had just hit the shot in the lane. It's a one-point game with just uh, a few seconds left on the clock, and they fouled Weezer, and they need the ball back now, and they need to score now because they're down by one. Yep, and there's like less than 15 seconds to go. So here we go, Scott. Take us through the play. So after the inbounds, um, Fallon McMillan steals the basketball, takes a couple of dribbles, and then up to Izzy Stockham, and she makes that sweet bounce pass right there uh, to uh, Audrey Scolder, who laid it in with less than 10 seconds to go. And then on the inbounds, they steal it. Game over. And just like that, Gooding steals one away out of the jaws of defeat against Weezer, a team that had him beat in that fourth quarter, but Gooding didn't quit, and you just saw the end of it. I mean, it all happened so fast, Scott, that they never even updated the scoreboard. Uh, <laughs> it still said 40, it still said 47 to 46. Um, yeah. when, when the clip expired, it, 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 it all happened that quickly. So yes, Fallon Millican gets the steal. She passes ahead to Izzy Stockham. She, uh, makes the, the extra pass Scott, because a lot mm-hmm. of times she's right there on that block. It's right. tempting to just go up for the shot, but she recognizes there's a defender right there. Let me give the extra bounce pass to the opposite block. That's where Audrey Shilder lays it in. And then to get the second steal to cement it, I mean, what a crazy finish. Yeah, absolutely. And just a wild, wild thing. And another thing that needs to be mentioned for this Gooding team in that particular game is, you know, they're they're not very deep, Gooding is varsity-wise. So they brought up some JV and C team players to play a couple of quarters. They sacrificed, you know, their JV and C team quarters a little bit just to save a couple so they could give those varsity players a rest. And, and it certainly helped down the stretch. I mean, those young kids got in, even scored a couple of buckets, but more importantly, gave rest to those varsity players so they had something in the tank towards the end. Yeah, this was a huge win for Gooding. Weezer is a team that has uh, been in the mix at State the past couple of seasons. Uh, they are coached by Lorraine Harrison. She is the wife of Tom Harrison, the legendary football coach at Weezer High School. You think they ever swap ideas on how to motivate people? <laughs> uh, right. So they follow that up with, with a, a setback against a very good Valley team that I'm sure we will talk about at some point this year. They've got a, a dynamo guard named Lexi Hudig, who's really fun to watch. Um, but they, but they are two and one on the season. Uh, they're going to return to action, Scott, next Tuesday. And it's really going to be the first test. It's the first conference game. They're on the road at Buell. Buell is a team that's trying to build a varsity program. They've got a great coach in, in Jessica Montgomery, uh, who mm-hmm. ironically had a great career at Filer, a district rival <laughs> in, in high school. Um, but that'll be kind of the next big test is the conference opener against Buell uh, next Tuesday, the 28th. Yeah, no, no, no question about it. You know, in this particular conference is, I mean, with Kimberly in there, it's, it's going to be a really tough one. Buell on the rise. Um, I mean, Man, you 
throw all of these teams into this conference with Sun Valley and Bliss and Wendell and blah, blah, blah. This is going to be a really, or, or excuse me, um, on their schedule anyway. With, yeah, with, with yes, but Wendell's uh, looking, yeah, looking ahead of their schedule. But right. the thing is with this Gooding team, with Buell on the rise and with, you know, Kimberly in this as well, I mean, this is going to be a really tough, tough conference. And we talked about how they're going to have to battle, you know, Valley or they battled Valley and just kind of got exposed a little bit, but they were still able to get a couple of big wins that, that tells them something that they can compete, you know? And I think for a lot of these teams, you've, you've got to show yourself that you know how to win. And that game against Weezer was, was really big for those, those girls from Gooding. Yeah. It's the kind of a win that can really give you some momentum and a belief that, Hey, we can do this because, you know, it's been a couple of years since Gooding was a, a factor in girls basketball. So we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on the senators. And of course, all of our great magic Valley teams, uh, as we uh, go throughout the regular season, Scott, but we are off and running in winter sports, no break whatsoever. We're going to take a break <laughs> for the rest of the week and enjoy Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then it's right back right. to it next week. Right? Absolutely. Um, as soon as we leave here, I'm, off to the gym. We've got a game tonight. So um, we've got the Twin Falls Bruins, Lady Bruins come to town. And so I got to go handle that thing. And uh, hopefully we have a really good game tonight to send us right into break. What kind of athletic director are you scheduling the marquee matchup, the two teams that finished one and two in our mm-hmm. preseason coaches poll before uh, a holiday when maybe a lot of people have already left town, Scott? Well, we're going to find out, you know, are they are they committed to basketball or are they committed to turkey? I mean, really, it's an easy decision. You know, for me, you get one more game, send you off the right direction. Plus, on top of that, you get to stay out late tonight. You know, so you can celebrate if you are the winner tonight. It's great little send off into the break. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm just giving you a hard time. Of course, you <laughs> don't make me come over there. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. There's there's no school going on up here in North Idaho this week, so there's not the much. Whole the whole yeah. week, the whole week you're off. Gee, whole week. Lit. Yep. Yeah. So we get we go Monday, Tuesday. We get tomorrow off. So we yeah we had school all day, and so you know we're not North Idaho, whatever. <laughs> And the the battle lines have been drawn. We will, uh, <laughs> Scott. Enjoy, enjoy your Thanksgiving. What kind of plans you got for Turkey Day? Oh, just uh, to to eat myself silly, um, take about six naps a day and, uh, watch some football and then probably go back to work. You know, uh, I've got a couple of presentations I've got to give, uh, as soon as I return. And so, um, it's going to be, it's going to be a relaxing working weekend. Uh, and it's going to be fun. What about you? Yeah, so we're hitting the road, traveling to Missoula tomorrow. So that's why we're recording all the prep cast so early in the week because, right. Yeah, we're traveling. And I think we did a show last year. I was at my parents' house. It was either for Thanksgiving or yeah, Christmas. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, no, you're right. We did. You were locked away in some spare room. And yeah. I, I don't know if you had like little, you know, Mario or Pac-Man on the wall. I don't know what you had going on, but it it, it was childhood room. I don't know, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, that, was a, that was a good time. But I definitely like the home environment when I'm recording a show. So yeah, um, Absolutely. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there watching and or listening. If you're traveling, travel mm-hmm. safely. We want to see you all back here again next week for another edition of the Magic Valley. Yep. And for those that were looking for Scott's thoughts, we're tabling those this week. We'll come back uh, next week with the grass is greener um, 
that you gave me last week. So just, just so they know. Yes. Uh, with, with the short week, with the holiday and these other presentations you've got coming up, Scott, we can, we can set aside Scott's thoughts for a week. So, yep. yep. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into the magic Valley prep cast, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you back here. Uh, in in december for another edition of the magic valley prepcast for scott burton i'm brandon bainey we'll see you next time on idahosports.com